0: y'all welcome back to another installment of the plan for more podcast season two episode one um just to kick off 2022 the right way y'all go ahead and join me and welcome in uh, a really good friend of mine more so a brother than a friend a uh, longtime teammate and whatever you want to call it my boy joe wallace aka prolific man me and him have been through the been through the ringer been through uh, hell and high water together. Recently, um,
1: <laughs> and so I let him.
0: I let him introduce himself, and then we're gonna jump right into
1: it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, blessed to be here. Very grateful this op- grateful for this opportunity. Um, big shout out to Adam for uh, asking me to even come on. Very honored and appreciative of that. As you said, my name is Joe Wallace, um, aka Prolific, aka Prolific. You a fool um we did meet in college uh playing college football together and we've been uh, you know great friends and really brothers ever since uh, just a little bit about me i'm a producer now i've been producing for uh, about seven years uh producing uh engineering and songwriting um got my start got my start um actually in college around the time at adam around 2015 uh, so it's just, it's just been a great journey. Um, I have, uh, three beautiful kids about to have number four very soon here. Um, a beautiful wife. Uh, she's also a business owner as well. Uh, Raw claws. her name is Raw Claws. Y'all get a chance to check her out when you're in Charlotte or the local area. Um, ladies, you know what I'm saying? Give her a call. Even men, give her a call too. She take care of everybody. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a little bit about me. I'm currently located in Concord, North Carolina, uh, where I own my own studio, um, Ryan sessions uh, on the daily now, uh, which I which I've been blessed to uh, get to that point. Um, and I can I kind of control my own schedule, and uh, you know I focus on being a father, a great friend and uh and being the best producer that i can possibly be with my time, and uh i've just been blessed to be able to be in that position uh for about a year now
0: so that that's just a little bit about myself yeah it's, it's all great stuff man and if y'all ever get a chance to follow him on ig um at prolific you a fool all one word all lowercase and also follow his production page at prolific underscore productions llc um, and also to hit up Tiana uh, this is his, uh, his wife she does nails, she's a business owner as, as uh, Joe has stated before, she's also at Raw Claws um, with two Z's I want to say is it two Z's at the end or one Z yeah it's
1: two percent.
0: yeah so Raw Claws all one word two Z's at the end all lowercase on IG, tap in uh, women, men she takes care of everybody, producers up and coming, artists tap in with prolific you um, a fool and at prolific underscore productions LLC both on IG, um, but yeah, and just a little testament to 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 Joe and I's kind of friendship relationship whatever you want to call it. Um, it, we we've been through we've been through some through some times, man. I was a I was a groomsman in his wedding. Uh, when I graduated from Wingate in 2019, he gave me a place to stay for the first half of that year before I was able to um one get my job on Young Life staff and eventually uh, kind of get my bearings up under me and find my own apartment uh, later that year. So a big, a big, huge shout out to him and him be just being a blessing, even up until this point in my life personally, uh, as a friend, as a brother, as a mentor, as a role model, even back at Wingate. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to go ahead, and jump into it about, you know, just piggybacking on your, your journey to being a producer, being a songwriter, being a, an engineer, Um, how, how was that for you in the beginning stages, um, when you first came up, uh, doing beats and everything, um, and, and how did that, when did that passion start and how did that come about, um, and what is, what has the process been like, how has the journey been, um, for you up until this point, being a full-time producer, engineer, songwriter, and things of that nature?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, well, I started beginning, um. So early in the beginning, uh, you know, as Adam said, we, you know, we played college football together. And um, if you're a college athlete, or if you're an athlete in general, um, playing at a high level, um, you understand that your time and your energy, even, is very limited as to uh, what you want to do, what you can do, what you have time to do. Um, so, so around my junior year of college, which was uh, roughly 2015. Um, that, that spring, you know, we got a chance to slow down football. If you know about football, you know, uh, uh, the springtime's a little slow and then, you know, you pick right back up going into that, that summer session um, and just preparing for that fall season. But, um, you know, during that springtime, you know, I had got some time to, you know, really think for myself. My school schedule has slowed down since I was a little older. Um, You know, I wasn't going straight to the wall with uh, the amount of work I was doing. I just had some free time and um, I started understanding that I didn't understand myself as much um, personally. I didn't understand the things that I like. Uh, Only thing I understood, the only thing that I understood about myself that I did like was football. I had a very strong passion for football and saw myself playing at a high level. But um, I think what allowed me to get that insight um, on the fact that I didn't know myself as well as just having having my daughter in the year of 2014. And, um, you know, me being a, a 20 year old kid and uh, just not knowing exactly what life had in store for me, but, but, but uh, seeing great things for myself, um, I understood that I, I wasn't diversifying um, my passions. And it's okay to diversify your passions. It's, you don't always have to put your eggs in one basket. And um, mm-hmm. around that time, I started really understanding that. And um, that's what pushed me to to try out music. Uh, and 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 also get giving credit to uh, uh, my boy, Hans, Hans Obama. Um, he was a rapper as well. He played a position in front of me. Uh, we both played uh, wide receiver, and he was a position right in front of me. So I kind of looked up to him um, in a lot of different ways. But but very big shout out to Hands because without him, um, I don't think I would have ever originally developed a passion to create music. Um, I had a passion for music, but to create music, when I when I seen him actually rapping, I was like, you know what, man, I, I can't rap, but I want to make your beats. I used to, I literally used to joke about that with him, and it's crazy um, talking about this right now because I really used to joke with him and say, like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna make beats for you, bro. Make beats. And he was like, come on, come on, man, come on. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> uh, I think one day, eventually, I just picked it up. And, uh, and a big shout out as well to um, uh, Supernova, uh, artist known now as Supernova. Um, I won't put his government name, because, you know, you should know him as Supernova. He signed a free band, he signed a future um, himself. Uh, he's been doing great things as well and progressing. Um, but but big shout out to him because that was my first artist I got to work with hands-on. And um, when I started creating music, I was really, you know, understanding the structuring of the songs and stuff because of the things we were just doing together naturally and just having fun. So I kind of picked up on a lot of, um, you know, the understanding of the structure and stuff like that early on through Nature. And one more person I have to give uh, an extreme amount of credit to is uh, Jake Jake Jensen, also known as El- El- Nyrick, if you want to uh, look up some of his music and stuff, but um, me and him actually started producing roughly around the same time. I think I literally started maybe three months before he did. Um, but uh, that junior year, uh, he definitely took a liking to what I was doing. And, uh, major interest and then he took it upon himself to go ahead and download the same program so you know me and him would uh our senior year of college we had an apartment together and me and him would just sit in our living room we had a little studio cool studio set up we make music and we'll take turns making beats on the speakers and we would almost like uh it was like almost like a friendly competition we just kind of see who's going keep getting better keep getting better and uh, we both, um, you know, obviously grown in our own ways of music, you know, I kind of lean more toward the ambient, uh, uh, R&B style production where he leans more toward the boom bap, uh, classic hip hop feel. And um, it was just a very interesting time and it was a very fun time. And I-, I think that was my funnest time I had in college, I would say in general, because I just got to ex- explore myself. and. The things that i enjoyed about me outside of my obligation to my sport you know and um just learning that was just a blessing and uh it's definitely come come full circle in many different ways to where i'm at today um like i said earlier i'm at the point now where um i'm coming up on about a year of uh being a full-time producer so uh, just from starting in 2015 in college and um learning, learning the music industry and uh, learning how to network, learning how to sell yourself um, as an entrepreneur. Um, I was finally able to get to a point where I was self-sustaining, um, you know, which, would, which was definitely a bumpy road. It was a lot of stuff learned. It was a lot of losses taken, but not no loss comes without a great lesson. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I was just able to learn and just continuously progress to get to this point now and uh, thankfully, I have my family support uh, both in my house and, and back at home in Fayetteville um, from my parents and, and my wife's family as well. And Everybody loves what I do, and they're, they're openly supportive. Um, I, I have a—and that's even with having a bachelor's degree and being able to work in the corporate world. So, um, no, I've just, been, I've just been blessed, man. That's really— that's really what i can say this the, p- the position i've been in i've just been extremely blessed
0: yeah and that like even from a from an outsider's pers- perspective uh, i should say like even watching you uh even in at wingate and even up until this point now um it's been a testament like it's been it hasn't been easy but it's definitely been a joy to watch because i remember those uh remember those sessions where we'd be in, was it Helms? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, be in, yeah. we'd be in apartments in Helms, off in, the, in the crevices of campus. I'd go over there just because I'd be bored or it'd be right after a practice or a meeting and we'd already be in each other's company. I'd just come over and Joe and, and Jake would be in the room just, 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 you know, putting together beats and just throwing stuff together. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, that turns into one thing. Another thing turns to the next and we just start just <laughs> having those goofy freestyle sessions. Legendary. You're right, bro. And those those would go, go go unmatched. Like just like times like that, when you find joy in what you're doing, like and if you have a heart for what you do and a passion, like you said before, like like God Himself, He'll He'll honor that, and he'll he'll make a he'll make a way for you to do um do what you what you really love to do. And in the same in the same light, which you love to do, and he honors that as well as you honoring him in what you love to do. And it's it's a it's a two way street. And so I've definitely seen God's hand on your life personally and in, in what you do um for, for a career. So that that's been a joy to watch and have kind of like a, a front row front row view of everything and how that transpired over these last couple of years. Um and even like just piggybacking on just times in college, like uh just to kind of have a trip down memory lane uh, if i should say um like those those were like like we we didn't been through some times man like from morning runs to to fall camp to, 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 yeah. to, to uh the summer workouts where you thought it was a bright idea not me yes i'm throwing you under the bus you oh. thought it was a bright idea to, to jog from campus from yeah from our apartments at the front of campus all the way to the field house to get warmed up <laughs> before we were about to run for the next hour hour and some change <laughs> hey never
1: forget hey look no loss comes without a lesson learned
0: <laughs> and my lesson was i never do that again
1: <laughs> hey look not even worth it not Right, worth it. we ain't had nothing to prove <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro, and we all somehow we always come back to that, like, why, like, why we, why we do that to ourselves, bro, like, why getting up at 5.30, maybe even, sometimes 5 o'clock to, to run for about an hour, hour and a half, and then go and lift weights, and then have to go back, go to class, go to meetings, and then go to a practice, all in the same day, like, all in on one, bro, like, what, <laughs> Like what what like you said, what do we have to prove, bro?
1: <laughs> you know what it, you know what it is? You know, when I think back on it, and uh it's crazy. But I, I think it was I think it was just the idea of going that extra mile, like doing that thing that nobody else wanted to do. Mm. Um, like taking that initiative. I think that like really spoke in those moments, it spoke to us, like ourselves and our character. And I think we needed to do it. Um, I, I like, looking back like you know what I'm saying like me having the maturity I have now it's like I, you know obviously we don't have anything to prove Um, you no, know, and at the same time it's, it's always good to get that extra work in too and, and we're kind of like you know what I'm saying just finding that balance in between those being that young and uh, you know trying to push ourselves to a level that we weren't aware of uh, and just going off of the guidance of our coaches and stuff so I think, like looking back on it now, I, I think it was just to prove to ourselves that we are capable. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it was anything more than that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about getting more physically fit. Uh, it wasn't about being the most in shape one. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't even about that. It was. It was just, man. Can we can we commit to something that we set, that we are setting up for ourselves? And I think we did a great job of executing that and just being able to at least prove to ourselves that it was possible you know
0: yeah and and kind of like as you were saying that that all that all does make sense um even if it wasn't for like you said to to be the starter or to to be the most physically fit but like just the the sure um i want to say the affirmation that we when we put our mind to something and we fully commit to it and we're all in on it and we all stack hands onto this one thing um that we could we could do it and we were in our youth we were in our quote-unquote prime (laughs) in athletics Um, and we we had the we had the the capacity to do it even that young like we have we had more um how do i say not that we lost athleticism but like we had more drive back then because because in our mindsets back then it felt like we had something to prove exactly Um, but like 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 you said looking back on it now it's like it was more or less not that we had something to prove um to to coaches um it was more so like something to prove to ourselves like there's this thing there's this goal that i see it's in arm's reach like what what am i what am i going to do that the other guy or another person isn't doing for me to one get to my goal and then two get to the overall goal being on a team um, together and so that that thinking back on that yeah it does it does kind of show like a testament to the maturity and the the passion and focus that we have or have and have developed um, even at our time in collegiate athletics.
1: Right I I totally agree like it was a great experience man like it was definitely um, you know I learned a lot of things through football just no, so overall, like I, I will boil it down to just uh, great having great character and discipline. Um, just just trying to be a man of your word at all costs. Um, you know, what I'm saying not not doing anything you're not ready for, or, or committing to something that you don't know you're ready for. Um, you know, all of those lessons, all of those lessons, and those, um, you know, what I'm saying those uh, opportunities we have were just learned. Um, in those moments and like such a young age and, you know, that's something you just don't realize while you're playing football, you, you know, you think you're out there cause you want to be in the NFL, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, your coaches, you know, we had good coaches as well. And, uh, shout out to coach Reich, uh, coach Jenkins, um, uh, Coach Knight, big shout-out to him as well. Mm-hmm. Just to get their guys some shout-outs. So.
0: Coach Kazai.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, Coach Kazai. <laughs> Coach Jordan. Yeah, you oh, know, oh, all boy. of those guys, man. Uh, you know, they, they taught us uh, – you know what I'm saying? They taught us how the world works, you know, really, while, while we were part of that program, you know. Um, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's going to be uh, uh, a, little, a little bit of politics. Sometimes it's going to uh, come down to the opportunity – that you might not uh, live up to, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to have to learn how to adjust and bounce back every year, and uh, every time you get knocked down, and, uh, and every time a coach yells at you, and uh, you get the drill wrong, uh, when you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, and you, ha- you have to keep going, and you have to be that leader. Uh, man, like a lot of just great lessons that came with uh, being a part of that team, and I thought that's obvious and just me Adam's relationship uh, to this day you know what I'm saying some of the things that we learned together and that stuck with us and the, the things we had to push each other through mm-hmm. we, we might have felt weak in our own moments or, and uh, watching Adam deal with the injury and like uh, like, like like watching him get hurt on that play and understanding like man I'm never gonna play football with this guy again in my life like like just feeling those things and like understanding like like that's how life works you know what I'm saying yeah and uh just being accepting, being accepting of uh certain things and learning how to move on like man I know I just said a lot but like I'm like really thinking about all of that stuff right now like I haven't really like thought about it in a while
0: and uh like all of that stuff is just coming back to me like all of those memories. Man, look, I'm sitting here looking at the <laughs> looking out in space like, dang, that, that really happened. Like because we had like it was a ton, a ton of adversity. And that was one of the big things that not even just Coach Wright, but our entire coaching staff, Coach Long, uh, Coach, like all those guys on the defensive side of the ball, um, because it, uh, on defense in any sport, you're, you're going to come through. You're going to come up against a lot more adversity. Because your right. your objective is to protect uh, the goal, protect uh, your end zone, protect the basket, if you're playing basketball, whatever the case is. Your, your goal is to, to make sure that the opponent doesn't achieve their goal of scoring. And with that right. is going to come more opportunities for adversity as opposed to being um, on the opposite end of the spectrum trying to get to that goal. Um, not saying that there is a lack of uh, adversity, but it's just going to be, it's going to be less than, um, than, than the opposite. Uh, and right. that, and that's one thing that I learned a lot from even just being in the sport, uh, for about what, 16, 17 years since Pee Wee and Pop Warner, like I, adversity is, it's adversity in a sport. It, it, it translates a lot, um, in life, um, because of the way, how, how you're how you're going to you're, you're how you're going to react to it how you're going to respond to to when things don't go your way or you don't get what you want like that that's the true testament to your character um i want to say it was it was martin luther king jr who, who had a quote it was like i may butcher this so don't quote me <laughs> um for everybody out there listening but like um the the i want gonna say that the true test of a man's character is not in times of comfort but rather um, in times of uh, adversity or controversy um and I may have butchered that but y'all know what I'm saying <laughs> you, <laughs> no, you, know, sure. you know you know when when the smoke clears and it's and like the fog like it dissipates like you're gonna see who's still standing and that's the testament to your character and your integrity and how you how you handle um uh, adversity when things don't go your way or in a way that you don't anticipated or you haven't you didn't see um going the way you thought it would
1: right i totally agree man like and one thing uh dang, let's see if it comes back to me uh one one thing you said um you know what one thing we can both attest to you know what i'm saying just being a part of the 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 offense and and it's funny now to think about it but uh, understanding the difference between trying to win and trying not to lose Mm. you know what i mean like 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 and there's a difference when you're uh you know you're trying to accomplish something and and you're trying to get over that hump you know what i'm saying and there's a difference in the mindset and uh and, and the way you go about things, and the way you treat every drill, or, or in life, the way you treat every opportunity, um, it's just something about the idea that, and knowing what side you're on, and being honest with yourself too, um, uh, uh, being honest with yourself enough to to be able to get to that point of where you're trying to win, and everything you're doing in life, you know, it's it's cool to um, it's cool to get by, you know, what I'm saying those hard days and stuff like um but but it's important that that throughout your life you're really trying to win you're trying to get to something you want to try to accomplish a goal because without that goal you're just kind of floating um and you waste time when you're floating mm-hmm. and, and you don't you don't want to waste time uh so i, I definitely that definitely popped in my head when you were talking about that stuff too
0: yeah and, and, and hearing you say that like reminded me of this uh this quote um it's a it's a chinese proverb that it goes like if you aim at nothing then you'll hit nothing and so and when i heard that i was like dang like like that's that that it's 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 not a lot it's very short and concise but it it says a lot at the same time like wandering aimlessly trying not to lose as opposed to trying to win um it there's it's 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 almost like it's black and white, if right. that if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely uh, something that I've like kind of carried on even up until this point. Um, going back to that that philosophy of trying not to lose as opposed to trying to win, um, and that that's that's taken me so far, bro. Like <laughs> even to this day, uh, it's it's been something that I kind of lean back on and fall back on. Um, even now in the current job that I have. Uh, and even just everyday life. So that that was that was a good one. That was a good word. Speaking of, do you remember the first day uh I got to Wingate? Like our first <laughs> Oh man. Hey. What, what do we wanna go down memory lane for a little bit?
1: <laughs> Help me remember. I remember uh I remember we used to try to hoop in the summertime and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you came in you came in a year I believe you came in a year after me, am I right? Or did mm-hmm. you come in?
0: i, I came think
1: I, in. I came in a year after me I
0: yeah so your sophomore year my freshman yeah, like red 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 freshman, freshman year, year.
1: exactly because you ended up wrestling so yeah I, I remember all right so that was 2014. i'm trying to think about like the person i was in 2014 we probably met each other like there's no way i remember exactly that
0: he was in the it was in the fall i want to say our first first ever offensive meeting after we had the big team meeting
1: oh all right yes, okay <laughs> so, yes
0: the very I'll,
1: first <laughs> hey look i'll tell this story i'll make it short and <laughs> <laughs> spare no details all right so boom i'm a i'm a sophomore in college now so you know, when you make it through your freshman year at any, you know what I'm saying, even if you're just a regular high school student, you make it through your freshman year and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to understand that how things work when you come back the next year as a sophomore. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm saying? As a sophomore, you know, you're still young, you're still young, though. You still got, you're still hungry. You got something to prove, but you've been down the road before, so you know what to expect. So, uh, we're in this meeting. It's first off first offensive meeting of, this, of the, uh, the fall camp session, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm hmm and uh and uh you know we're, we're starting a meeting and adam's not there yet and uh you know it's funny i don't think i already told you i don't know if me and you had a conversation about this adam but my freshman year i got lost too oh. and my first trying to go to my first offensive meeting but i had met with the coach I had met with Coach Reich or something and I had to walk there after everybody else had left and I had no idea where to go. And like eventually I found a meeting room because like the coaches called me and stuff. But like that my story is similar to that, but not exactly yours. Mm -hmm. So let me give that to Adam's story. (laughs) So we're sitting in the offensive meeting and everybody's like, man, where's Adam? Um so boom, the coach starts, you know what I'm saying? In, in college, like it's time to, when it's time to go, it's time to go basically. Like we're not going, we're going to stay on schedule. Uh, so boom, Adam walks in late, you know say saying? Adam walks in late, which in anything walking in late in college, like for me in practice, anything like that's a, just don't do it. Just yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, just don't do it. Don't be late. <laughs> don't be late. Just don't be late. Don't, anything. Don't you be do, that
0: guy. <laughs>
1: you, you can be crusty-eyed, breath-stinking, anything. But don't be late. Like, Just don't be late. Be on time. Hair not combed. It don't matter. <laughs> just don't be late. <laughs> just show up on time. <laughs> so this guy comes in late, man. He's got a... And I don't know Adam at the time. He's this big Transformers fan, right? Loves Transformers, still loves Transformers, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, I don't know.
1: I don't remember if he had a Transformers hat on. I did. It was that bright. Did you, did you have, it was that bright red Autobot hat. He had a okay. He had a he had a whole Autobot hat on, fitted cap. <laughs> I think like a, a snapback. Yeah. And uh, he comes in the he comes in this meeting, man. He's already late, so it already looks bad. And then, uh, and then his phone goes off. <laughs> his phone goes off in the worst way possible. So you're already late. Your phone goes off and all you hear is, you said, what did he say? Autobots assemble and roll out. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Yo. When I say everybody started dying, bro, like we are crying, bro. bro. I was like, yo, this is like worst case scenario for this guy right now. Bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think, look, I think that experience like kind of drew me to Adams. I'm like, bro, like everybody finna be on your neck. <laughs> like all the coaches,
0: the players, bro. like they about to kill you. Bro. It was so, the first, the first meeting of the year so you're, you're trying not to essentially do what I did and make a bad first impression <laughs> the only other the only other interaction I've had with the coaches or anybody on the team was when I came in for my official and I did the workout and that was literally six or seven months ago that same year in the spring now we're into the fall and so I actually get there and then for that to happen, I thought it was smooth too, bro. I came in, I sat in the back of the, the meeting room in the corner. And you, <laughs> you, and you always know, and you, and you, and you <laughs> right. and I even I even you know how like when you open the door in a, uh in that building. And it's not like right. a it's not like a cringy door, but it's a little weighted. So you gotta so you gotta right. hold you gotta hold the handle down so it don't make that click noise when you close it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so I heard that bit down, uh, I, I I opened it, I closed it, I sat down and you know and you know coach reich had a rule or was it coach uh coach long no hats on in the meeting so i'm like okay i took my hat off everything placed it on the table i thought i was straight man my phone go off everybody (laughs) everybody, (laughs) everybody like outside of the two or three people that knew i wasn't there and that and that that saw me kind of come in and heard me like everybody as soon as my phone went off It was just like, as it was coordinated, like, y'all practiced it. Everybody just looked to the back corner of the room and looked at me. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I I had my sick face on. I was like, I was like, man, this can't be happening. It's
1: like, bro, this is the worst experience ever. Like, everything you're uh, told
0: not to do, it it, it happened. And I did it. in like the course of five minutes too it was so quick and it it was crazy because i wasn't even like i wasn't even late late but even like in anything you do late is late like if you're early you're on time If you're on time you're late and i i thought i had just got in the door like okay i was maybe what two three minutes late if that
1: yeah you you was barely late but you was, was late but yeah, but he, he was barely late though. Like he yeah. was definitely like he was late enough to be like, man, I literally just stepped in the bathroom. so I got a chance to go or something. Bro, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly. Anyway. It was like that type of late, like oh, you just got in here, like. Oh, but it was like, I, up people in late, like first meeting. He's like, all right, we see see what type of got it, you know what I'm saying? That's was, funny too. <laughs> people start dubbing quick. Well, eat was like w for real, quick. bro. Wait, and like, uh, you gotta work three times hard to get right back to where you started when right. stuff like that happens. but uh man I, I can attest to watching you being able to do that bro like you know what i'm saying definitely earn your place uh get even given that experience you know what i'm saying so shout, definitely big shout out to you
0: bro man that jump bro i was traumatized bro <laughs> I was traumatized I already knew It was a wrap for me bro I was In the back of my head I was thinking Cause you know Back in high school If you were late and Even if one person was late They made the whole side Of the ball Some coaches Even the whole team Like Do a punishment For that one dude So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like Oh shoot I'm in college uh, I, I came late And everybody notices we fin- And we had practice That day I was like They finna hate My behind Boy We finna get out there And run one one tens, eighties before practice. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh! Luckily we didn't, and yeah, and did <laughs> it. luckily we didn't because it, it was the first day of fall camp, and they were already going to go hard on us from the jump just because it's the first day. But it was man, look, every rep that practice bro, I was going 110, 150. Hey, look, they couldn't say nothing to me. (laughs) Can't
1: can't talk about my effort, though, right? (laughs) You can talk about our mistakes, but you can't mistake my effort.
0: straight up though straight up you no. gotta leave him with that man look, that's all you can do man. that that time boy it was that was funny bro so to all the young guys out there listening and some of the guys that i coached in the last couple of years here in charlotte don't be late <laughs> just don't do it like don't don't be late you can you can hold in uh, a trip to the bathroom until after whatever it is you got to do <laughs> your body will adjust
1: <laughs> Nah, for real please Man, look hey, do what's best for yourself. Right. <coughs> do what you gotta do. Right.
0: <laughs> hey, that'll preach. <laughs> hey, up. Jeez, man. Well, um, kind of switching gears here, um, before we run out of time. There was a there was a there was a tweet that I had posted not too long ago. Um, and you had an interesting take on it, and I thought it would be really good for um all the listeners. Um, regardless of age or or gender or whatnot it would be good to hear from uh, a a male's perspective because oftentimes you you talk about I guess uh, mental health and 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 the the awareness behind that and to just to kind of give some some context the tweet was that how you make others feel says a lot about you um, and you had a very interesting take on that, and I, I just wanted to, you know, kind of give you some, give you some space and some time to kind of, to, to, I guess, to elaborate on your your, your line of thinking because it, it was a really good, a really good word, um, offline and on and off air too.
1: Nah, for sure, and we definitely had like a, a a very dope and a, a, a deep conversation too about that, but um. Yeah, in my response to the tweet, um, you know, I had a reply to the uh the story because I seen on Instagram, um, you know, Adam uh, has these great quotes. And uh if you don't follow Adam on Twitter, like definitely follow him on Instagram if you you know what I'm saying, if you're not aware. Um, but he posts these great quotes uh every day. And uh but this this particular tweet, um, I replied to him and um usually i look at the tweets and i take them in for what they are you know sometimes i react to them uh, but i apply to them and i told them to be careful um with that thought process and uh the reason i said that is because um you can't hold uh you can't hold yourself accountable for um how other people feel all the time what you can't hold what you can not hold yourself accountable for is your intentions toward your actions mm-hmm. um but you can't necessarily control people's reactions toward uh what your what your intentions are all the time um but all you can do is control that your intentions are pure and good-hearted um we all definitely make mistakes um you know what i'm saying we communicate sometimes and um it's it's important to be able to own up uh to certain things but um you just have to be careful in taking ownership of how you make people feel sometimes um, because you'll waste a lot of time feeling like uh, you're the problem. When, it, when in reality, uh, the real issue may have been just communication. Um, that person might not uh, communicate the same way you do. So you might need to change the way you're expressing yourself uh, in a certain moment and meet that person at their level, and just understanding how to communicate and be on the same page with people uh, sometimes eliminates uh, those feelings of uh, guilt and uh, shame in certain situations. And uh, you know, I can definitely attest uh, to that. I- I've had uh, you know relationships that were that were great, and um, you know, kind of fell out along the way, kind of got rekindled back together. Um, but the main issue I always noticed was the the lack of communication and, and uh, understanding. So all that to say, uh, be careful in how you interpret the way you make people feel and just focus on being your, the best self that you can be because that's all you can do at the end of the day. And uh, some people aren't going to like you for that, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately. That's a part of life. Some people are going to love you for that, though, too. So you focus on those people because those people understand you at a level that the person that may not like you as much doesn't understand you. And that's nothing personal, that's just part of life. You know, me me and Adam have a great relationship because you really understand each other, you know? And uh, there's people that Adam may be around all day that won't understand him at the level that I might understand him. or They won't share the same connection that me and Adam may share. And Adam may have a very strong connection with them as well, but each connection you have with different with different people is unique, and a connection in its own. So, and it doesn't compare. Um. So yeah, like that—that that was my take on on that tweet. I just thought it was a very interesting topic. Me and Adam got to talk really on a level we hadn't been able to talk on in a while, mm-hmm. and uh, that was super dope. That was just dope.
0: Yeah, and and to that, like that was a really good like perspective and take on that because i also myself included i fall um subject and guilty to kind of bearing the weight of others and how others feel um um, based off of like something i may have said even with the 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 purest of intentions and how conscious i am of communicating um, X y and z to them and in the back of my mind subconsciously I'm like dang did, did I really what I said did that really like was that really bad like did I really come off like this or did I really so I'm like and it, would, it would get me to thinking I'd be just just trapped in my own line about like ways because I'm, I'm I'm super I'm super critical of myself like everybody that knows me knows that Joe knows that firsthand with football and and even the classes that we had together. Like I'm, I'm probably my biggest critic and I have a lot of pressure that comes from myself and that I don't think any coach or other outside person could put more pressure on me than I already do. (laughs) Um, Right. And that, and and just that, that line of thinking of kind of holding or bearing the weight of other people's um, reactions or, or their feelings towards like what I may say or how I act towards them, even if they're, um, with their best interest at heart, when I do or say them, it's like that adds a whole nother level of stress. <laughs> that that's really that's really unnecessary. And right, it, it's it's,
1: it's the, that's the stress that'll take you over the top mm-hmm. because um, that's the stress that'll cause you to question uh, yourself the most. Uh, and, and everybody's uh, super subconscious. Uh, some people aren't, you know. So some people genuinely don't care. Uh, which I wouldn't really advise that type of thinking either, because you have to, um, it's like you have to have certain compassion for the, uh, you know, what I'm saying, another human being. But, um, you know, what I'm saying, some people uh, are definitely over, over uh process and overthink and, and when you get trapped in that space, man, it's some of like the most depressing, because because you, you feel like you're the problem with everything. Mm-hmm. You over you overtake accountability. And uh, you don't, and when it's your first few times going through it in life, you don't really know how to cope with that type of stress because it's it's new and it's, um, and as an adult, you know what I'm saying? It, it bears a little more weight because you're kind of on your own and you're figuring things out in general and you're going through life already. And you, you know what I'm saying? You don't really know exactly where you're headed, but you're trying to go somewhere. So like, it just adds this crazy, crazy dynamic and it's like the straw that'll break the camel's back, on top of like Adam said, on top of all
0: the other things you have going on uh, at that point in your life. Yeah, because wherever the wherever the head is, wherever the head goes, the body will follow. Um, exactly. And so it, it starts in the the way you think and and perceive things, and how um, to not kind of try to be superman or superwoman and try to solve every (laughs) everything wrong with the world when you first have to have to have to come to a realization of who who you are as as, who who you are as a self if that makes sense like who you are personally as yourself and to kind of to your point to being the best version of you that you can be like nobody's asking you to to do to be them or he or her but just being the best version of you that you can be because if you were supposed to be somebody else god would have made you that way <laughs> okay exactly. so like so just to kind of eliminate one of the the stressors of life an unnecessary pressure of life is trying to you know appease trying to be a people person or trying to be the one that ends world hunger or or <laughs> or creates world peace um that's not what you're not what you're 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 made to do but what you are made to do is to 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 one to love yourself love others and to to love god in the midst of that um because you never you never know how somebody somebody's day could turn out how somebody's uh the trajectory of somebody's life can turn out if you just just at very surface level very practically just just nice to him just nice to him being genuine um because you might not be able to, to, to by say like helping somebody might might change might not change the whole world, but by helping that one person, it could change the whole world for that one person. If that makes sense.
1: Right, right. And and that in turn does change the world. Like because we all add a, uh, you know, we all add our little uh, piece, uh, our little grain of sand to uh, what the world is. And, you know what I'm saying uh, it is it's, it's just important to um just to be able to be your best self and leave that the best impression of you on other people cuz people remember you, people and that carries with people and i can attest to that people mm-hmm. will come to me and be like man you told me something that like changed my life and i thought, man i thought we were just talking you know what I'm saying? i you know what i'm saying that and that feeling um Just being able to provide that space sometimes for people or for yourself even um that's it's very fulfilling you know that that's what you that i thought that's what everybody's chasing and like everybody wants to feel important to
0: somebody Mm -hmm. Um, and and everybody wants to feel wanted and they want to be they want to be a part of something or an environment or even a, a community to where they feel like they belong Exactly, and, and, it, and it's crazy that we, we talk about that because I was on a virtual uh, conference uh, for Young Life. It's a multi-ethnic conference, the Mosaic conference that was this week. And the theme of the conference was belonging. Um, and there we had multiple, multiple speakers uh, come up and kind of impart some wisdom on, uh, I guess, everybody that works in multi-ethnic ministries around uh, the, the country in Young Life. And so, one of the things uh, that one of the the speakers said was that belonging is like being accepted for for me. Belonging is being accepted for you as a person, personally. And the difference between that and fitting in is that fitting in is being accepted for being like everyone else or somebody else. Mm. And, so, and so, we we have to be in a posture of. People want to be in an area where they feel like they belong, rather than trying to fit in or be like a copycat of everyone else there. Like they can, exactly. they can be, the, they can be authentically themselves, unapolog- unapologetically them, wherever they are. Man, that's real right there. What the would the, old po- the old what the old folks say? That a priest now? <laughs> <huh?
1: laughs> hey look, hey look, hey look,
0: tell them. Yeah. tell them. <laughs> take your time, Pastor.
1: You said take your time. <laughs> he said we've been in here for four hours.
0: <laughs> what you mean take,
1: take your time? <laughs> that's, that's a quarter of the day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's real though. Like that that was a uh, nah, that's all of that is real, man. I definitely agree. I definitely agree one thousand percent.
0: Yeah, man, and that and just your take on that that tweet and Kind of sharing your your thoughts and your inside perspective on it was really good too. That that really that really kind of took some I want to say took some alleviated a little bit of pressure off of me. Um, even just hearing you say that, even through all that you've been through, like you said in your in your story earlier or in your life experience, you um I want to say Tiana was your high school sweetheart, right? And y'all had. Uh-
1: yeah yeah i would say we didn't go to the same high schools but yeah i guess you could say that like we we met uh going into our senior year of high school actually
0: oh yeah yeah say yeah so and even like coming out of that you were a father at you say what 19 20 years old yeah so my daughter was born november
1: 25th uh, i was 19 when she was born but then i turned 20 literally uh, uh what does that two weeks later on the 12th my mm-hmm. birthday december the 12th so yeah, I was actually 19 when she was born, so I was no, definitely very young. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. And then while like you got that going on and you were still able to manage, one, being in college as a full-time student and a four-year starter in co- in, in a collegiate sport, and still being able to, to manage that and the, the stress that comes with that while looking after your daughter and then supporting tiana who is your now wife like that like when you when you first told me that when i first met you bro, that that changed my whole perspective on on you i was like dang this he really doing it and then when you when you when you graduated you got a house right out of college like because i remember you i helped you move into that mug like
1: yeah i'm like
0: (laughs) wow there's no way like that—that that takes a lot, bro. Like, especially nowadays in the in the in the, the the climate and the time that we live in now. And that wasn't even that long ago when that happened.
1: Yeah, nah, that was just that was literally just like what, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: wasn't too that wasn't too long ago at all, man. Jeez, yeah, bro. Yeah. So that right there, kind of like that, did it for me. I'm like, jeez, like, and I complain about not getting practice reps or stressing about school and whatever this and the third this man got a whole family <laughs> and is yeah. do- and is doing the thing and on top of it all not slacking or lacking anything hey what, what you used to say when i catch a pass like he was like that oh, boy fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: he that's a grown man that's, right? a gr- <laughs> that's a grown man right now hey but nah, like, to, to what you're saying, like, I mean, I think the thing that got me through a lot of that was just having, like, people like you, like, and that's real, like, I, I didn't have time to get distracted and, and uh, be, like, super in my head all the time because I just, I had something to do. Um, I had, a and I had a great support system. Mm-hmm. And um uh, encouraged people to just, like, keep people around you that's gonna, like, just support you, like. Because you're going to need that support throughout your life. Like, you're going to need somebody like, like, you're going to need somebody in the background, like, man, that, that's, that's a grown man right there. Like, mm-hmm. like when they, when Adam used to do that, like, they used to, like, empower me. Like, it used to be funny, but like, it would, it would really empower me to keep going. Like, yeah, I, like, I really am grown, I'm a grown man out here. Like, I'm really out here doing this for real. Like You know, and now those words will empower me and like having Adam like he like really believed that like he really believed that like and it's different to see it and then it's different to like believe in it and he like believed in it and he was like super encouraging along the way like I had plenty of nights for her like you know what I'm saying? I didn't even get to see my daughter no she was in uh, Fayetteville and big major shout out to my wife that like that's why she's my wife now because she really held it down like like, my parents, uh, her, pa- like her people, her Aunt JoJo, like, they really, like, you know, jo- Joy, Joy. I can say, was definitely raised by a village, you know, and everybody loved doing their part, and everybody was super supportive, and, and major major. Uh, shout-out to my father, too, who, when I told him the news, you know what I'm saying, that I was going to have a, uh, you know what I'm saying, have a kid, he he was happy. You know, which at the age of nineteen, you know, what I'm saying you don't expect your parents to be like, "Hey, man," like you, you might expect them to have that talk with you. You know, yeah. yeah. But, but, but my dad, uh, my dad told me he was proud of me. Like he actually told me he was proud of me the day I had to call him and tell him. He was like, "I'm, I'm so happy for you." Like you, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you don't. He told me, uh, I'll never forget. He was like, "You don't end up in a position that you're not supposed to be in." So, um, that changed, when he told me that that day, like that literally changed my life. Like, that changed the person who I was, like literally like that day. Like I remember, I remember that conversation. Cause I was like, man, like I'm 19. I gotta, I had my girlfriend pregnant. She, who's in college with me, which was like, you know what I'm saying? You would think that's like, perspective wise it's irresponsible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I wasn't moving correctly. And I get on the phone and I'm like dreading. I had to tell my parents this news because I'm like, man, this is going to suck because uh, this might change everything. And just to get on the phone and then he just be like, man, I'm happy for you. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Like, nothing's going to, nothing has to change. You're going to, you know what I'm saying, help and do what we got to do. And like, hearing that took so much weight. Like, an extreme amount of pressure like off of me that I was feeling literally that whole day. And it was the strangest, it's one of the strangest days of my life. Cause I remember the first part of the day being like stress, like crying tears, stress. Mm. And then literally by that night, it was like ha- like bliss like blissful happiness. Like like a happiness I can't describe, like that I had never felt before until mm. that moment. And, like, I appreciated the position that God put me in. And, like, I just felt so much joy. And that's why, I, I think that's why our daughter' name is, like, Joy. That's her nickname, Joy. Because, like, that's what it literally brought us. And like, it it made us work. Like, it, it built our foundation
0: for our family in that moment. And that was just crazy. Yeah, like, that even, because I, I didn't know that that was kind of, like, the the conversation that went down with you and your pops. And I, and I know, and I know Joe's, his his dad, because I've, I've spent many, uh, many of what Thanksgiving's or, or Easter's over there. Um, And his, his folks are, 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 they're stand up. (laughs) They're, they're really, they're really, they're really good. They're great, great role models, great father figures, great mother figures. And just to hear that, like, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised because that's just the, that's just the nature of the environment you were raised in. Yeah. and like it, it it trickles over it's it it, it poured over into you because uh either there were times when I was at Wingate and stuff went down and and with plays not being ran correctly or me just being down on myself and you kind of like gave me that encouraging word too um and kind of it took a lot of weight and pressure off of me to lot to, to not like to 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 be so over critical of myself um and so I hear that that how that conversation went down with you and your pops like i'm i'm not surprised and the world would be a lot better place if there were relationships like that or conversations like that were to to result in 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 how you and your dad kind of handled that that news um and not even just for just for 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 young black men but just for any any teen mom or 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 teen dad um that would be i think that would definitely change the world for them knowing that they do have a support system they don't have people you know go ahead and like throwing them under the bus or writing them off when they hear something like that
1: right right i think that's like super important you know what i'm saying extremely important uh, and in some in some cases man it could determine the outcome of of people's livelihoods uh, i think that's how important um you know what i'm saying a support system is um just having those people around you that just you know what i'm saying that just want the best for you you know what i'm saying and, and this is really nothing more and nothing less mm-hmm. uh because the genu- the genuineness comes from that idea like yeah I, I really like to see the people around me um do great things um and i don't have to be directly involved with it you know what i'm saying i just want to see you do great things and i want to hear about the good stuff like uh you called me the other day and i I won't put your news out there because that's your news but you know i'm saying you called me the other day and told me what you told me and like man i haven't felt like so happy for somebody like that like at that level in so long man like it literally sent like it literally gave me goosebumps and i was like man i'm like extremely proud of you because like where you've come like how, how long you've been doing what you're doing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh it's just it's just a crazy crazy opportunity and and at a high level it's just like it's a blessing to watch you be able to make it to to a level like that and see so you do you know to get the opportunity to to even try to do something like that it's just crazy it's just crazy man. Like,
0: yeah appreciate it man and i'll i'll kind of let them in the audience on like what that news is on the the next episode um so for everybody out there listening you definitely want to be tuned in for for next week's episode (laughs) just giving you like a a life update and why i've been so kind of dormant and the podcast hasn't been up and running the last couple months a lot a lot of changes a lot of good ones um and uh some some doors that have been open and some that have been that have been shut and i'll definitely let you all in more on that on next week's episode for
1: sure man i definitely tune in it's gonna be worth it (laughs) i'm gonna be tuned in
0: (laughs) and so man um as we're coming to the i guess the conclusion of this week's episode um i do want to say thank you joe for you know taking the time out of your day your week um to to be on and the the insight and the perspectives that you've given and input um that you've kind of kind of shared on today's episode man it really it really does mean a lot And it has been a while since we've had, I guess, talk like this, even off air when we talked um, before leading up to this. Uh, It it really did did my my heart well just to hear from you. Um, So, again, thank you for being on. And if there's anything else you want to, I guess, to leave our our audience and our listeners with uh, feel free. Uh, Like I said uh, earlier, I'm
1: honored, grateful, super appreciative, thankful more words than I can say. Uh, just for the opportunity to be on this podcast. If it's going to be a legendary podcast. I think, um, you know, uh, you're going to have a lot of listeners come here to just, uh, you know, get words of encouragement and get some guidance on, on life in general or being an athlete or anything. So I, I just thank you again for allowing me to be a part of that journey. Um, uh, if, you, if you got Apple Music, Spotify, Uh, anything like that, you know what I'm saying, you can load that up real quick, um, type in D-R-I just dropped that project, um, through my own production company, Prolific Productions, uh, um, it's a great project, it's only four songs, it'll take about, uh, roughly, what, 13 minutes out of your day, um, you know, I've constructed a project, um, around the idea of, um, sonic frequencies and healing frequencies um and and just a a different uh construct to uh in comparison to the music we hear on mainstream uh nowadays so i definitely feel like it's worth the listen the last track is a meditation track um meant to uh, help you relieve stress um and anxiety so uh you know if you're feeling uh any of those things which you know what I'm saying we all do. Um, that's a good thing to just consume uh, when you're on your way to work, when you wake up in the morning, when you're stretching uh, before you go to bed, uh, before you eat your meal. Literally anytime, um, anytime you need that break, that split second, uh, that's there for you. So yeah, I can uh, go check that out. Uh, visit my website and subscribe um my website is prolific you a fool all one word prolific you a um you'll find a link right on there uh, if you can't find it on apple music or spotify don't worry just visit that website and uh thank you again um major shout out to um uh real right management that's my management group big shout out to stan
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh cj he uh no, we just formed a, a good partnership today. Uh, he's gonna be uh, one of my co-creative uh, directors for Proliferate Productions. Um, so just a big shout out to them, all the all the artists I'm working with. Y'all know who y'all are. Mm-hmm. I, I can't name everybody. Uh, major shout out to them. Some great ties to Wingate as well. Uh, so just keep an eye out. Uh, some guys I've been working with from Wingate, they've been making some great music. And uh, a few, a few women too from Wingate. Uh, great talent. Great to be able to reconnect with those people. So yeah, y'all just, uh, just follow me and just stay up to date. And uh, definitely, if you haven't already followed this podcast, subscribe. Do that immediately. Like I don't know what you're waiting for. He <laughs> said
0: immediately.
1: Uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. For real, if you ain't done it, you tripping.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. And if you haven't um, already. Uh, Tap in on the social media i'll put all those uh social media handles for joe and his wife tiana even hands and uh jake jensen's oniric page i'll put those in the description of the post i'm going to make on the playing for the playing for more podcast on instagram at playing for more all lowercase all one word You can get all those handles there and updates on uh, future episodes for uh, season two and with that we're going to close it out Thank you all for listening, for tuning in. Hope you have a blessed rest of your month and enjoy this week's episode on Playing For More. Yes, sir. All right. Real quick before I let y'all go. Here's a little song put together by my boy Prolific. Enjoy it. Check him out on IG at Prolific You a Fool and at Prolific underscore Productions LLC. Peace.